Hello everybody, this is Kaylin Chenoweth from Starting Sustainability, Episode 5. Alright, let's get started. Today on Episode 5 of Starting Sustainability, we're going to talk about feminine stuff. This is really just for the ladies. So guys, I am warning you now. This is all lady talk, all lady stuff, hygiene things, period things, booby things, all things female. If you do not want to be a part of this, I recommend that you exit this particular episode and skip along to the next one. Now that I have the warning statement out of the way, I would like to say hello to everybody. It's been a couple of weeks since I have recorded, and the reason for that is because the last time I attempted recording this episode, my computer crashed, which was a huge bummer. So I spent about a week trying to fix it, and then I eventually just had to save up a little bit of money and get the next one. So this is now my brand new computer that I'm recording on. So this is my first episode doing this. We get to do a nice little test run. Real quick, hope everybody enjoyed my new intro song. I know the editing's a little rough. I'm going to keep working on that. All right, back to the episode. So let's backtrack just a little bit. I want to reiterate that this is a podcast for those who are starting a sustainable journey. You do not have to do everything that we discuss. I just want to bring it to your attention, all of the available options and routes that you can go when it comes to living a sustainable lifestyle. Okay, so before we get to the nitty-gritty of all the lady stuff, I do want to share something cool that I learned, a little tidbit of the week. Here in the U.S., we have reusable cups. I learned in Australia, they actually call them keep cups, which I like. That's a much simpler way to say it, a keep cup. It's a cup that you keep, and you use it over and over, versus us saying a reusable cup, which is quite a mouthful. I like the keep cups. I also learned how you can make your own keep cup. It's very simple. The next time that you're at the grocery store and you buy produce, like broccoli or even asparagus, and it has that thick rubber band that goes around the bunch to keep the broccoli or asparagus together, you take off that rubber band and you save it. Save all of your rubber bands. Then get a mason jar and you wrap the rubber bands around the mason jar. And you just line them up one on top of the other to form a handle around the mason jar to give you a nice little area to put your hand and it will act as an ins- the rubber on the rubber bands acts as an insulator from either cold or for hot and that's how you make your own keep cup need a lid it's a mason jar it comes with a lid don't have a mason jar you can reuse an old spaghetti jar or any other jarred food item just save the jar and rinse it out i thought that was very neat so that's a good way to reduce the trash that you're producing or at least find another use for those items Okay, so now we can get down to it, to the feminine products. How can you go sustainable when it comes to being a lady? Did you know that there are such things as reusable pads? It kind of sounds gross, but it's really not that bad. Let me explain. You can have reusable pads. Actually, I, I use these and I like them a lot better. Okay, so the cloth pad, it will actually come with a P-U-L, which is a polyurethane liner. This creates a waterproof barrier on the back side of the pad. So you'll bleed on the top side of the pad, then you'll have the PUL liner which creates a waterproof barrier between the pad and the crotch of your panties. So you don't have to worry about it bleeding through and making a mess and staining your panties. 
the pad will still be an oval shape with two little wings on the side with snaps and they snap around the crotch part of your underwear and that snap will hold them in place. So you can get a pad where the back is a fleece so that way it actually has friction against your panties so it doesn't slip and slide out of place. You can get these pads on Amazon. You can also get them custom made. Just hunt somewhere on Facebook, Facebook groups. There's one called Cloth Pad Love. They will teach you the best way to launder and take care of your pads. There is another group called Cloth Pad Buy Sell Trade where you can buy, sell, and trade your cloth pads. There will also be makers on that group where you can have them custom made to your needs. You can get all different signs of pads. You can get ones that are light absorbency all the way to super absorbency, even custom made to be super duper absorbency. They can come for front bleeders or back bleeders. I didn't even know that was a thing, <laughs> but I guess it makes sense. And you can arrange them anyway. They also come in fun shapes. You can get the standard oval, which is kind of boring. They have them. They come in bunny rabbit shapes. They come in bat shapes. Yeah, the shape of a bat and the wings are what come around and clip together. They have cat-shaped bat, bats, cat-shaped pads. <laughs> Getting a little tongue-tied over here. All sorts of fun ones. And of course, you can get different colors and different patterns. You can pick out what you want on it if you want Scooby-Doo on it or Mario, Harry Potter, if you want tie-dye, if you want just a plain solid color, Betty Boop. I've seen all sorts of crazy pads and it's kind of, it's exciting. It's exciting that it's reusable and it's fun at the same time. Oh, I forgot to mention, you can also get your pads custom made length. So if you want a six inch, eight inch, 10 inch, 12 inch, you can get, you can measure yourself and figure out what size you need which beats out the store pads, <laughs> which I think is awesome. So you can get a 12 inch light or you can get a six inch super duper. You can do it any way that you want, whatever suits your needs. That's the beauty of having it custom made. And then when you're done, you put it in your laundry and you wash it just like any other laundry item. If you want to reduce the smell, you can rinse it in the sink first. So rinse it in there and get the blood and everything else out and then you can put it in your laundry basket to wash. And you just wash it like any other clothing item that you would. So what happens when you're at work or out in public somewhere and it's time to change your pad? A lot of times these pads will come with their own little tiny bag. It's called a wet bag. So you can put a wet item inside the bag. And again, it has the PUL, the polyurethane lining. So that way it won't get wet all the way through. So it just, the moisture stays in the bag. It won't get through. It's the same lining that's on the bottom of the pads so that way your underwear doesn't get wet and get through. And you just fold up the pad and you put it inside your bag and zip it shut and you can put it in your purse, your backpack, whatever, until you get home. And then you can take it out, rinse it, and put it in your washing for the day. The next time I would like to talk about is reusable tampons. <laughs> I have never used these. I really don't have a desire to use these. I'll explain why a little bit later. But they are out there. So if you're more comfortable with tampons versus pads, this is the way to go. Again, these can be found on Etsy. You can find them a whole bunch of different places. They can be pretty cheap. You can get around three for $5, or you can get five for $11. Again, you can have them custom made to be light all the way up to super absorbency. You can get them made out of organic materials. But again, organic doesn't always mean safe. So you can still get a bacteria buildup on them, which means toxic shock and all that stuff. So you still have to change them out just like you would a normal tampon but they are eco-friendly. So I just want to point that out. That's, that's another option. And then the last one, this is my favorite, the menstrual cup. 
If you have not heard of this, it's awesome. It is absolutely fantastic. This is my lifesaver for being busy and on the go. I know a lot of nurses who use this because they have 12 hour shifts and they never get to go to the bathroom. I've worked with nurses who have bled through super tampons and a super pad and then still bled through because they never got a chance to go to the bathroom during their entire shift. And it's embarrassing because now they have to get a jacket and tie it around their waist and wear that for the rest of the shift. This is the way to go. I told them about the menstrual cup. They use it. They absolutely love it. It is great. It is made out of silicone and it will last up to 12 hours in, like inside of you and still be safe. It holds up to one ounce of liquid, which is two times the amount of a super absorbent tampon. The menstrual cup is made out of silicone. It was actually created around the 1930s. Yes, it was invented 1937 by the actress Leona Chalmers. And her design of the menstrual cup was actually made of latex rubber back in the day. So now today we use the silicone instead. But that's pretty cool that it's been around that long. Unfortunately, only about 2% of the U.S. even uses this currently, so it's been around for a while. It's just now kind of gaining popularity. I think that's due to the internet and social media and the power of word and getting the message out that way and increased advertising. What I love about them, so it's a round little cup, kind of a cone shape, and you fold it in half. Like you just basically take the cone and fold it flat, and then you fold it in half like a taco, and then you put that up inside of you. So you do need to be comfortable touching yourself and putting your hands up in yourself, which is, I don't know, as a girl, we're always kind of told not to do that. So it does take a little bit of time just mentally to get over that and getting comfortable doing that. I'd recommend getting a little bit of lubrication the first couple of times just until you get used to it. So you, you flatten it, fold it in half like a taco, slide it inside, push it all the way up in there. There is a little not string, but there's a, a tail, I guess you could say, on the end, so you can get it back out. You put it up inside you, and it will kind of pop open inside of you, and it will form a suction. So if you just grab that tail and yank, it's not going to go anywhere, which can be scary for some people because then they think it is stuck. <laughs> it has formed a suction around your cervix, so it can collect your blood, basically. So when it is full, after around 12 hours of use, it'll be time to change it. You'll notice when it's full, because all of a sudden you'll kind of feel it drop because the weight of the liquid will cause it to drop. So you won't feel it for a long time, and then when it's full, you'll kind of feel it down there, so you'll know it's time to empty it out. So when it's time, you put your hands up inside, and you grab it, and you squeeze it. And when you pinch it, it breaks the seal around the top part, so it's easier to pull out. Now remember, blood is thicker than water, because everybody's afraid, well, it's going to spill out all over the place. Okay, well, if you're sitting on a toilet, your vagina is at the lowest point of the rest. It's below the rest of your body. So if you spill it, you're literally going to spill it into the toilet, which is the goal anyways. But it's since the blood is thicker, it doesn't spill as easy. So you pinch it, you pull it out. You're already right there above the toilet. You just flip it over, let it all fall out. And then it's all silicone, which is naturally antibacterial. Bacteria cannot grow on it. You can just reach over to the sink, give it a good little rinse, and then you can wipe yourself clean if you need to to get the mucus and everything else away. Give it a rinse. I usually just put a little bit of water on it to get a little bit more lubrication, but you can get KY or whatever you need, a little more lubrication, and put it up again for round two <laughs> for, the second, for the second half of the day. I usually do this first thing in the morning after I wake up, empty it out so I, that way I can last all day long and then I do it right before bed at night. If you've never used these at all before then I would 
do it right before bed because you will notice it at first. It's going to take a couple of uses before you understand a good fit. I can explain it to you all day long, but it's you really have to feel it. And it you have to feel it and understand it yourself. You have to experience it yourself. So put it in at night and it, it'll take a little bit of time, but as you sleep and move around in your sleep, it will pop open and form that suction that we're talking about. And so that way you're asleep and you don't have to feel it. <laughs> but then in the morning, your body will kind of have shaped to it and then you'll, it'll be easier to understand what I'm talking about. As a beginner to the menstrual cup, since you don't know the proper feel and when it is properly suctioned up in there, I highly recommend putting it in at night, like I said, but also wearing a pad, preferably a reusable pad. You don't need a heavy one, just a light one, just because if it does leak, it won't be a ton. It'll just be a little tiny bit here and there. Some people are afraid that the cup will actually spill inside of them and all dump out. That is not going to happen. You have to manually go in there and get it and pull it out. But do wear a pad for the first few times just until you kind of learn. That way the pad is mostly there just to protect your underwear. So it can be a little light pad or a little panty liner. You just need it there to protect your underwear so that way it doesn't get stained and ruined. When it comes to the cost of the menstrual cups, some people kind of panic. When they, when I first heard about them, which was a few years ago, the Diva Cup was the really, the main one to get. That was one that was most heavily marketed. And it was like $40. And most of them are between $25 and $40. And I could not get past that, how expensive it was. I really wanted it, but I did not want to drop that kind of money, especially if it didn't work and I didn't like it. So I waited around until there was a deal on Groupon, and then I got mine for $25. But now there are so many others and knockoffs that are available. I ended up getting a second one. Well, okay, so the cups come in two sizes, size one and size two. So size one is if you have not had a baby or are under the age of 30. And then size two is for postpartum, after you've had a baby, or over the age of 30 and has to do with the size of your cervix and how how far up your cervix is. So the size two is a bigger cup. So after I had my son, when enough time had passed and I was allowed to start using tampons or and the cup again, I used the cup. And so I'd put it up in there and I had the size one, which is pre-pregnancy. <laughs> so I had the size one and I could tell, I was like, oh, this is, this doesn't feel, I could feel it. I could feel it moving around. I could feel it shifting. I knew that it wasn't big enough anymore. It was too small. So it was sliding around. So I had to upgrade to the next size cup. So I found the pixie cup. And so I got that one in size two and I used that. I actually like the pixie cup a lot better and there are so many different kinds, but you'll learn that the cups come in different thicknesses. So the Diva cup is a thicker silicone making it a stiffer cup. So it was a little bit harder to bend and fold and manipulate to get up inside me to form the suction. The pixie cup is a thinner silicone, a lot easier to bend and fold and get up in there. So I prefer the pixie cup. I like that one better. To each their own. You can actually go online, just Google search menstrual cup quiz and there's a handful of quizzes that you can go take to determine which size cup and what thickness of silicone and all of that stuff is going to be the best one for you. But I definitely highly, highly recommend the menstrual cup because you can have it in you for a much longer period of time. It holds a whole lot more liquid than the tampons or the pads. There is no smell at all. None. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about, especially with tampons and pads. There is a, there is an odor. <laughs> there is none at all with the menstrual cup. Very, very, very low, low, low risk of TSS because the bacteria really cannot build up on the silicone. There's no chafing from the pads, no rash, none of that. It's awesome. And at the end of your cycle, what do you do? 
You can put it in water and boil it for five minutes. You could also put it in your dishwashing machine because that has a sanitizing cycle on it. Also, you can put your kitchen sponge in there if you want to sanitize it. <laughs> Just a random fun fact on the side. And there are, you can get, what is it called? Badges? Um, Summer's Eve, that's what I'm thinking of. You, the vagina wash. So you can get that and also wash your cup. If, if you're not comfortable just rinsing it between each, in, like between each use, but then between each cycles, definitely sterilize it, sanitize it. So give it a boil, give it a good scrub. I would also like to touch base on the environmental factors when it comes to these. That's why we're talking about this, right? They're all sustainable products. So if you use either disposable pads or tampons, let's say you use 22 in one month. That's realistic. That's about three a day for seven days. So it's 22 in one month. That adds up to 264 in one year. That is 2,640 in 10 years. All That's a lot of items, <laughs> pads or tampons. 2,640 in 10 years or one menstrual cup because you can use it over and over and over. That's why I like the one menstrual cup. Again, if you want to go over price-wise, it's $7 for one box of 34 tampons. That's based off the Kotex brand. That's what I used to use before I discovered the cup. In six months time, that'll be $42. If you get the higher end menstrual cup for 40 bucks, it'll have paid for itself in six months. But if you get the lower end like I did for 15 bucks, it's literally two months and then it's paid off. It's paid for itself. So to me, that's 100% worth it. And again, this gets rid of the pads and tampons. Why are the pad, the disposable pads and disposable tampons so bad? Because the pads do have that adhesive on the back, and a lot of people don't like that because <laughs> the pad will somehow, between running and moving and walking and standing up and sitting down and climbing stairs, it always seems to remove itself from the underwear and end up on the side of your leg. And I don't like that. <laughs> and it pinches, and it gets stuck. It's 90% plastic. It's not going to break down. It's not going anywhere. And the tampons are full of chemicals that's full of dioxin, chlorine, and rayon. Why would you put three chemicals like that into the most sensitive part of your body? Mm, nope. Not doing that. That explains a lot. I never really thought about it, but that explains a lot. I would use tampons, and by the end of the week, I would be very sore down there to where, like, I would be done with my monthly cycle, but I could not have intercourse for at least two days because I was just so sore and raw. And I just assumed it was because the tampon was going in and out, in and out, and causing chafing on the inside. But now that I use the cup, I don't have any problems. As soon as I'm done, I can resume intercourse as, immediately, and there's no pain or discomfort anymore. That tells me that those chemicals were definitely have an effect on me. Okay, so that's enough about the <laughs> deep and dirty of feminine products. <laughs> Let's move on to the other part of the body, the top half, and that would be your nursing pads. So for anybody who's had a baby and has breastfed or attempted breastfeeding, those nursing pads, the disposable ones, they stick to you or your bra to hold them in place. And what I noticed immediately was they were very absorbent, but that also caused a lot of chafing because it was very dry. And usually it would stick to the bra, which meant as my boob moved around, all it did was create friction up against the nursing pad. And I got very sore nipples, very dry, cracked nipples, and the nipples would get stuck to the nursing pad. So then when I would go to remove the nursing pad, it would like take some of my skin with it. Whew. Whew. <laughs> it's making me cringe just think about it. 
I was not a fan of that. They do make reusable nursing pads. Again, just like the pads for your under down there, you can get them at different absorbency levels. So I barely produced anything, which is my own horror story when it comes to nursing. I could barely produce anything. So I didn't have to worry about big leaks, but I also know people who were big time overproducers. So that's where you're gonna go on and get these at a super absorbent level. And it's the same thing when you're done, you can just rinse them and squeeze them out so you don't get a, a funky smell, but you can also just wash them with your regular clothing and get them clean again. So I would get the reusable nursing pads. It's very cost friendly because again, these nursing pads are made out of plastic. I just hate the concept of buying something so I can use it one time and throw it away. That is just throwing away money over and over and over. The convenience is there, supposedly, but I really don't think it's all that much more convenient because I have to go to the store over and over and over to get them or go online and order them over and over. I'd rather just order the pads one time, have the cloth pads, put them where they need. They really don't shift around all that much. I think people are just afraid of it, but if you have a properly fitting bra, these are not going to be shifting around. So don't be afraid to use these cloth ones, even if they don't have an adhesive side. They will still stay put. So to me, that is more cloth friendly. And the nursing pads that I use, I got them at Walmart and it was six pair for like three dollars to me totally worth it <laughs> yeah I'd have to wash them like once a week but I was doing laundry once a week anyways so if it's that big of a deal then get 12 pair for six dollars and now you don't have now you can wash them every week and a half for two weeks so that's fine so to each their own when it comes to reusable products whether you're using them down below or up top just know that reusable products do exist. They are significantly better for the environment. They are also cost effective in the long run. I did my best to explain what I could on this information with the knowledge that I have. If you have questions about anything that we've discussed so far in this episode or any of the previous episodes, please leave a comment. Go to my website. It is startingsustainability.com. And on the bottom of every single page, I have five different pages, just scroll down to the bottom and there's a comment section and leave a comment. If that's too much work, you can just shoot me an email at Kaylin, because that's my name, K-A-Y-L-I-N at startingsustainability.com. So ladies, thank you for hanging in there. Guys, if you're still here after all of that, mad props to you. I'm sure that wasn't easy to listen to, but I did warn you to leave. <laughs> Well, hopefully you at least have a better understanding of what your ladies go through. Please feel free to contact me if you have any follow-up questions. Until then, have a wonderful rest of your day and enjoy your sustainable living. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.